Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Good evening, this is Uncle Neil and the Mighty Mark Carwana from Two Left Feet. We're on Girth Radio with Karim Kanji. Little Zeppelin for you. Spend my days with a woman I can. Smoke my stuff and drink. All my wine. Made up my mind to make a new start Going to California with an aching in my heart Someone told me there's a girl out there Loving her eyes and flowers in her hair My chances on a big jet plane Never let them tell you that they're all the same Oh, the sea was red and the sky was red Wondering how tomorrow could ever follow today The mountains in the canyon start to tremble and shake as the children of the sun began to awake, watch out. Seize up the wrath of the gods, got a punch in the nose, and it started to flow. I think I might be sinking. Call me a line if I reach it in time. I'll meet you up there. the queen. 
Mark, thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. Karim, for having us. For, no for coming in, for playing. We'll, uh, uh, we'll take that music and we'll throw it inside uh, this conversation. Um, but again, thanks for coming. And Two Left Feet is what you call this duo. Mm -hmm. um, 
the question you all guys always get asked is the one that I'll ask right now, and then we'll go into some cool, uh, some more interesting conversations about what you guys are up to. But um, how long have you been playing together? How did you guys meet? How did you guys know that that uh, that this was a thing, and that your wives didn't mind you guys spending time together? Do you want to take this? Or you want me to? Uh, about how we met. Um, <laughs> yeah. My wife and I went out to a bar, and okay. um, we saw Neil's band. We'd never seen him before, heard him okay. before. And what was the name of that band? Oh, what was it? Is Under the Covers. Under the Covers. Under the Covers. And I, you, if you've never seen Neil play, yeah. when he's singing, he'll go off the stage with his wireless mic and run around the bar, yeah. jump off the bar and talk to people and sing with people and sneak up behind them. And that night, he it was a big snowstorm. Okay. And he ran out the front door, and the wireless mic is still working, and he's still singing. Yeah. But he's outside in the snow, banging on the window. <laughs> and we were like, "Oh my God, this Who guy is, is madman." Really, yeah, this guy's great. We have to find out when they're playing again. Okay. So they're playing the next week, and we said we'll go. And I started talking to him. I said, "You know, you got, you're really, really good entertainer. It was yeah. a lot of fun. We enjoyed your show." And so we probably saw him a half dozen times before we started sitting with him at his table and just talking. And before we knew, we found out we had a lot in common. Shared a lot of interests, and uh, and then I don't know how we started playing together. Well, first of all, he's missing a part here. Mark has a beautiful wife named Linda. Yeah, you know her. She's a beautiful. I know her nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you can explain that later, okay? Because I'm not getting in trouble. But here's this this great guy and this beautiful lady come up and they keep saying all this wonderful compliments and everything. Yeah. And as as Mark knows, you, you get a lot of drunk people going, "Oh, your band is great." But these were honest to God people. He would say, "I love how your guitar player does this," and he noticed certain things. Yeah. So I knew he was a musician. But he kept bringing this pretty lady back with him. And it was like, I was doing, you know, the drunk invitation, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, she'll hear this, you know, right? Oh, yeah, well, he can edit this out. <laughs> no, I don't edit it. Um, <laughs> we've been playing together now for uh -oh. n oh, nine years now? It could be, yeah. It's okay. hard to believe. Um, yeah. When, when we first started, well, I was playing with another acoustic fella, and it wasn't working. I, I'd wanted to do an acoustic duet forever. Because uh -huh. uh, I've done my rock and roll show, I've done my solo act, I've done yeah. big band stuff. But I always wanted to do an acoustic duet because I grew up on Mamas and Papas and uh, Simon and Garfunkel tape stuff. So Sutter and I, Guy and I, got thrown together and we played about a dozen gigs or so. And Mark started coming to those. And he got up with us one time and played. And I was like, wow, this guy is phenomenal. He's really good yeah. on the acoustic guitar, doing more on acoustic than most guys can do on electric. So the other guy and I, we didn't work out. He went an, uh, another way. And I just said to Mark, you've got to come play with me. That's all there is to it. And <laughs> wow. in our first practice together, Mark, we clicked. It was just like, it was glue. The funny thing was, I had played in rock bands, and we played live a few places, but not, not much. Yeah. And he was like, so we're going to go out and do this acoustic duet thing. And he's like, okay. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Yeah. And he says, okay, but the thing is, it's only going to work if you sing a little bit. I'm like, I don't really <laughs> sing. And he's like, no, no, it'll be good. It'll all be good. And I remember the first gig, we showed up, and we're, we're like an hour from playing, and we set up. And I'm thinking, this is the biggest mistake I've made in my life. Let's go outside and practice just the first song. <laughs> I got to know if I can hit that note right off the bat. It was... It was very stressful. But then, you know, Neil's a good guy. And he's the kind of guy that's so talented, he can cover up mistakes. Yeah. Like, he knew, he figured out pretty quick what my ability was and what my comfort zone was. So he would say, look, you know, when, when we're singing, I'll know when to come in and pick up the me melody, and I'll know when to jump into the harmonies. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you're uncomfortable and you're pulling back a little, I can fill in that gap, no problem. And he's that good. Yeah. If you listen to his play... I've played with other people where I've done a little bit of singing, but I'll do maybe a harmony or something like that. 
Neil, because he knows, you know, make it for my weakness, um, he'll sing the melody. Then when I come in to take over the melody, he'll jump to the harmony. Yeah. So he's up and down all over the place. People just don't pick up on that. But that's really difficult to do. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't really be able to, I think, cope with all the singing. Can I touch on that? I appreciate that. I seriously do. And he's right. There's times where we, we've learned to lead him in. But you find what your partner's strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, that first night that we played, I've never just practiced just the day of the show at the show. Um, but Mark was nervous. And that's did, because... Did you practice at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> weeks. Does. That's the funny thing with the rock band that I used to go see him with. Yeah. They'd come up with a new song and say, wow, that was really good. You should have played that last week. Oh, we didn't know it last week. I said, when did you learn it? Well, we just agreed to do it today. <laughs> so he, the whole band would learn it the day of. They would never rehearse it. Their rehearsal was their gig. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm playing with this guy. And he doesn't even rehearse. Well, that, that day of that show, we were playing... Uh, somewhere out in the far depths of Scarborough, um, I was sick as a dog, but I knew he was nervous. I thought if I, if he finds out I can't, I'm having problems singing this day. Yeah, he's just going to collapse, right? So <laughs> we went. And we practiced a few songs out in the patio, and I said, "Look, I got to go under the washroom for a second. And he came into the washroom saying, "My God, I'm so nervous." I don't, and here I am throwing my guts <laughs> up. He's thinking to "Oh my God, he's scared too. He's nervous as well." <laughs> and that first show, he would not take a solo. Yeah. He wouldn't sing. I had a microphone there from. He wouldn't sing harmonies or yeah. backgrounds. Not even the haze and the yos and everything. And now, <clears throat> to show how far he's come, Mark sings lead on at least twelve of our songs, mm-hmm. and he plays solos on about ninety-five percent of them. He's a much better guitar player than me, and he's got such a feel um, that when he plays, there are times when I'm playing and I'm watching him. Oh, I missed my cue because yeah. I'm watching Mark do his solo. So well, this has been literally. A dream come true for me. This yeah. is what I've I've wanted my whole thirty some odd years of playing music. I've wanted something like this. So you know, it's it's a give and take relationship. I help him where he feels nervous, and he covers for me almost every single show. What's nice is with an acoustic duet, mm-hmm. we we try and do a lot of songs that no one else is doing, like a lot of rock songs, yeah, blues songs, things like that. Yeah, and they translate really well to acoustic. And when we play, people sort of pick up on, oh, that's good. We've seen other acoustic duets and. They play a lot of the same sort of things that you would expect. Yeah. But Neil's got the range and the, the vocal ability to sing things that other people wouldn't attempt on acoustic because he can scream and yell and do all the great little bits. Well, the thing is, too, I mean, he, he thank you, by the way. Um, <laughs> the thing is, too, doing stuff that nobody else is doing, A, catches someone's attention. If they hear more than a feeling by two guys in a bar, yeah. you'll be saying to yourself, I've that never heard do that, right? Sure. So you won't miss that seven-minute guitar solo or the keyboard solo because people give you more of a break if you're not taking all those liberties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll be more forgiving, and when you can do it, you can make it your own hmm. but still be true to the original. And Mark is the master of that. We, we do, a, like, a Def Leppard song. Which one? Pour Some Sugar on Me. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would expect it. And Tie Your Mother Down by Queen. Wait, yeah, this Queen. <laughs> yeah. Do a lot of Zeppelin and Beatles. I mean, Mark's, Mark is the original Beatlemaniac. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time or place where we just met She's just a girl for me And I want all the world to see we met Na, 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 na Had it been another day I might have looked the other way And I'd have never been aware But other girls all dream of her tonight Na, 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 na. 
different um, act or, or even playlist than the the Christmas show that you guys team up with other musicians yeah, for. Yeah, that's a whole ba- yeah. A band. Yeah. Yeah, that's a seven-piece band. We got, uh, man, oh man, we got some talented guys. This will be our 12th year of doing it. <clears throat> we had about 25 different people come and go through the band. Yeah. And it's not because... Oh, like the Doobie Brothers or something. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, that's basically it. Um, but... Mo- can I, can I tell you a little story? Yeah. The first time Mark ever got on the news in the band, he got up with my original acoustic duet partner and I. So after the show, after all the toys are collected and everything that, I get a phone call from my cousin. He says, I just saw you on the news. Your toy drive was on the news. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. I got a call on your line. It's my mom. Neil, you were just on the news. Your toy drive was on the news. That's great. Five seconds later, I got a call. Mark calls you. I was on the news. You should have seen me. I was on the news. And that... That joy, that laughter, that, you know, is what keeps me young. It's a guy like having a guy like that. Nice, nice. <laughs> now, uh, I've seen Mark on, not necessarily news, but on TV. So my, my crack research staff sent me a bunch, of, <laughs> a bunch of links. You should meet them, me, myself, and I. Great team. Great team of people. They're all just as handsome as the next. Yeah. Um, but you were on breakfast television um, years ago. Yeah, um, I think your your hair color was brown or something. Yeah, we're all coloring our hair in, in, in our age That's right now. That's why I'm wearing a hat, you know. <laughs> but um, you you were on breakfast television. Yeah, and you t- tell us tell everybody what you were what you were talking about because I won't I won't do it justice. Um, I collect uh, old gramophones. Yeah, um, some of them are flat records, like you know, like a vinyl record, but much much earlier, seventy eights or even earlier than that. Yeah, stuff from the dawn of recorded sound. I also collect what are called uh, cylinder phonographs. I saw that. Yeah, they're earlier. Yeah. They play like a cylinder record, so it's like a little tube made out of wax, and yeah. the grooves are in that, and so how old it are those? produces sound. They date from about the eighteen mid eighteen nineties on. You must live in Scarborough because these are like from Scarborough garage sales, or no? I go to you... antique shows. Really? Eh? And now that I've been doing this for a few years, because I was buying and selling a lot of them. Okay. And I was researching and publishing articles. I travel to the states once in a while to shows there. Yeah, there are people who get together and buy and sell gramophones from each other. Yeah. Um, and some of them are big collectors, and so I made a lot of connections. Um, so I've been buying and selling and built up a, a small collection of my own. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I was doing research and publishing articles. And eventually um, I published, I've had two books published. On really? The, on the dawn of uh, recording and the original machines that played flat disc records. Wow. So that's worked out really well. Yeah, it's geek overload for so sure. What, what, now what is it about, now vinyl has made or is making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. It's quite popular right now. What, you know, what is it about 
you know, so what got you interested? I was in, in that in that type of sound. I think I've always been a bit of a tinkerer. Okay. When I was uh, young, like twelve or thirteen, I wanted a guitar, but I decided I want to make it. So I kind of All figured right. out how to do that, and then I wow. wanted an amp, and I kind of <laughs> didn't wire the amp up, but I made it, put it together, bought speakers, built a cabinet. I've always been a bit of a tinkerer. Yeah. And I was interested in antiques, and I stumbled across uh, an old gramophone. Yeah. Picked it up, and I sort of tinkered with it, and I, something about it really interested me: the technology, the sound, the history. And so it sort of started from that. Is there a sound? Like, your ear can probably tell the difference between listening to something on a record, listening to something on the radio, whether it's AM or FM, listening to an MP3 recording of something, listening to a CD player cassette. What is it about vinyl? Like, is there a certain format yeah. or um, I don't that you particularly collect vinyl. Okay. They're, they're too new for me. Okay. Um, I like really, you. Yeah, most, most, <laughs> Who thought you'd ever hear that again? <laughs> most of my records date from about 1895 oh my to, goodness. to 1900, so they're really early. Yeah, Rolling uh, Stones? Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing about when they were in their uh, 30s. the yeah. comeback with vinyl is I think people want something tactile. They want something they can touch, and they get the album cover, they look at it. These are things that we enjoyed a lot when we were younger, mm -hmm. and now you download a song, how much do you connect with that? Yeah. So I think people like the fact that they can touch something, hold the album, read the liner notes. Um, they put it on, and vinyl, even with its sort of cracks and static and pops, it's got a warmer sound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think most people, when they hear it, they, they feel there's something nicer about it. Yeah. It's like looking at a digital movie and, and, and a movie that was filmed on actual film. Yeah. Up until now, the films looked much better. Yeah. And now digital is trying to make the films look that way, and same with sound. They're trying to make MP3s sound more like vinyl, give you that warm sound. Mm -hmm. Is is there a like? So do you collect music today, or is it you're collecting still some of the old stuff? No, it's not even. You know, I do hang around with a lot of collectors, and a lot of them are into music, and they'll buy and sell records because they want specific artists. That doesn't interest me as much as I yeah. want. You know, one of the earliest uh, flat disc records you can buy. I have wow. one. They're very rare. That's what I, I don't really care what's on it. Yeah. Strangely enough. Oh and come on, have, tell them what's on it. <laughs> well, I have one that's uh, <laughs> animal sounds. It's someone <laughs> really? with a German accent making animal sounds because it was for uh, the first use of flat records was for toys made in Germany. Okay. And uh, what's nice about that particular record? It's the voice of the guy who invented the flat disc record. So it's a pretty wow. rare record. So special, yeah. It's special, yeah. Historic. So I don't really care that it's animal sounds or what's on <laughs> it. And I don't play it because it's just simply too fragile. Um, so how, how many times have you played that thing? Oh, that one I've never played. I've listened to really? someone else's recording of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you have no clue, really. But yeah, I might have gotten really ripped off. I was <laughs> like, oh, man. This is no good. It's supposed to be a pig. It sounds like an elephant. Come on. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. We are here with Karim Kanji on Girth Radio. You're listening to Two Left Feet. All right, I'm going to do a little Billy Joel for you now. Take things from left field. Got a call from an old friend who used to be real close. Said he couldn't go on the American way. So the shop closed the house, bought a ticket to the West Coast. Now he gives them a stand-up routine, and I 
And you you also um, were at the opening of the oh. new park, Lee Lifeson Park. New? Yeah, Lee Lifeson Park for uh, the two guys in Rush, the guitar player. And yeah, the bass yeah, yeah, yeah. What now? What do you think of them? You know, there's a lot of musicians. You know, we're wondering when Drake is going to get his park, or <laughs> you know, yeah. um, Bieber. Yeah, wow. Bieber skateboarding. I think the interview's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. you know, so they, I mean, they've 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 grown up they grew up in Willowdale the Willowdale area yeah the area Allegedly, right where the they, park they is. still live in the area or at least uh, they're still in Toronto I think their kids grew up there yeah. they, they live there so it, it is an appropriate place and that was what was really nice about it they yeah. picked the right spot near a school that they hung around and played at a number of times Earl Haig yeah uh, sort of close to A.Y. Jackson which Alex Lifeson went to uh-huh. uh, for one year so it's it was the perfect spot it was a perfect timing because they deserve it at this point. Yeah, it's their, you know, what is it, their 40th? I think it's even longer than that, yeah. I thought so, too. You should know, yeah. though, Mark used to work on Alex Lifeson's guitars. Yes, yes. But yeah. but even, like, almost as, that's really cool, I wanna, and I want to come to that. <laughs> um, but you talked about Alex Lifeson going to A.Y. Jackson. Yeah. And you taught there, so you're a teacher. I taught there, and yeah. uh, in the music room. What do you teach, by the way? I teach physics. Okay. That's the look I get from a lot of people when you don't I say that. that. <laughs> um, so why are you hanging around uh, me? <laughs> I need a With change. A smart guy like you. <laughs> wow, it's cold in here. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll go back to it. I was at A.Y. Jackson, yeah. and there's a mural on the wall in the music room. And people kept saying, you know, that was done by Alex Lifeson the year the school opened. What's the mural of? I can't even remember. It's uh, musical notes and things like that. And this was as he, when he was a student? or Yeah, okay. that's, that's the story. Okay. And um, so I, it had been, a number of people had said that, but that was over, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Mm. So we weren't sure. So when I uh, ran into him at the opening of Lee Lifeson Park, I had, I was so lucky. I got the chance to talk to the guy. It was only 30 seconds, but it was great. Yeah. And I said to him, uh, I worked at A.Y. Jackson and you went there. Yeah. Um, there's a mural on the wall in the music room, and the rumor is that you did it. Did you do it? Can you confirm it? Yeah. He was like, yeah, I remember doing that. I was like, well, that's so great. And he said, oh, yeah, I was in there before and after school. And I, I just want to sort of take an aside to that. You know, I talked to the guy for 30 seconds. Yeah. He is the nicest guy. He <coughs> showed such an interest in what I was saying. <laughs> well, like, he's Neil nice. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? But he spent, when the park opened, after they had done the ceremony, he spent 40 minutes yeah. talking to everybody. I was really impressed. Really nice guy. Yeah. So it was kind of nice. It was a good day. 
Now, while you were teaching at A.Y. Jackson, from what I understand, they were about to paint that room. Oh, yeah, that was something I mentioned to him. I said that, you know, I was in the, in the school one day, and they were, the painters were in covering up some murals. And I said, what are you doing? And they said, oh, we're going to be, we've been told to paint over this thing. I said, well, you can't do that. That was painted by Alex Lifeson. So I went to the principal. I said, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just See, don't like it. See, he's saving history everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I told her, well, you, you can't paint over it. It's just, you know, whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It was painted by someone who's important to the school. Yeah. So they didn't paint over it. So I feel like I saved a there little bit There you go. There you go. Now, have you gone back to make sure that... Oh, yeah, because I still hang around with a number of people from there. Okay, all right. So I see it. So they, they, you've told them, listen, do not ever yeah, make yeah. sure. I'm actually thinking now it's that, in the bylaws. that my son videoed that clip where Alex is talking about. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to send it to the principal there and say, you need to keep this and maybe put the guy's name on it. Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. think his name is there. That's really, really cool. Yeah. What you should That's know, though, cool too, story. also, Mark is in another band. He's cheating on me with these other musicians. Okay. <laughs> Mark's in another band, a very talented band called the Psychorelics. Me. The Psychorelics. <laughs> the Psychorelics. And they're teachers, a keyboard teacher, okay. a, a singer teacher. She's the head of the music department at, at A.Y. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. And his brother as well, who used to be a principal at... Uh, a couple of schools in Scarborough. He was okay. A okay. But so he's in this other band made up of these teachers. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just thought I'd pass that out there, too. And what, what kind of what kind of stuff do you play with them? Crap, nothing. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just do sort of seventies rock. We mostly play live in the basement. Of is, what? Of uh, where? Of my brother's house. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, so you're not you you're not catch, making your assemblies really really cool. Yeah, you can catch us there every third Wednesday. Well, yeah. No, they have a battle of the bands at Ay Jackson, and the Psychorelics play the first song every year. Okay. So yeah, the teachers so get to come out and the, the kids hoot and holler. So they play for this huge, huge assembly full of kids, and they get to be rock stars. Now, what what kind of mad respect do you get from the from the students? Like, do they take liberties with you at, because you're when we're a, playing, or at, yeah, like after they like they know this guy like our teacher's cool. <laughs> he plays. The kids guitar. are so good at the school. No matter how bad we were, they would cheer like we're the greatest thing on earth. Even and that's how good kids are. Yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> well, and, 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 and to touch on that question you're just asking him as well with those um mark being a physics teacher he has so many kids that just love him yeah because he's got a great sense of humor and i know i'm sounding like really stroking his ego he's got a great sense of humor any kid can approach him at any time about anything cool. and so he is loved in that way and he's doing what he does all these videos and not only are they informative for his students they're very humorous mm-hmm. and he does it with uh, his partner adam adam and no uh yeah another physics teacher and the kids can talk about anything and, and your videos have reached as far as yeah we have uh 207 physics tutorial videos so tell online. me like how, like let's start from the beginning how did, how did this get started why did you say you know what we need to do these youtube we, tutorials on physics? we were just sort of talking adam and i and it, and it was like oh i'm so frustrated every time i gotta explain the same thing over and over you know and i thought i should just video it and put it on youtube and I, hey wait a minute that's yeah. not a bad idea so we, we thought, okay, let's try that. We put up 10 videos, yeah. just teaching very simple five-minute lessons. And within weeks, we had a few thousand views. Yeah. And thought, wow, that's really great. So we expanded on it. We just kept adding over the years more and more videos. And now we're at 5.8 million views. We get wow. five <laughs> to 10,000 views a day. And wow. we got uh, just around 30,000 subscribers. So it really took off. It was great. Wait, and what's the name of this channel? I need to check it out. Uh, you go to physicshelp.ca. 
or the physicsguys.com and it leads you right to our site because they're they're better organized on our website actually the the funny thing is i got recognized once (laughs) okay yeah like grocery shopping and uh, once grocery shopping and once at what is that fan expo i'm at fan expo right (laughs) so (laughs) this girl comes up to me and she's she's sort of going oh my god you're the guy from and she's going physics videos but the people around, they didn't hear that part. They're just thinking, who is that? Who, who is that? that? There's face of emotion. She's like talking to this guy. She's excited. That's Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> they only knew. Like, these are physics videos, man. Don't, don't get excited. Well, no, no. Another, that is, that is you amazing. You want to hear something cool. He was at a, his son was on a school bus trip, wasn't it? Yeah. And the psychorelics have recorded CDs for themselves. Of their own music, and it's never been released as far as I know. But, you know, they've re- released some music yeah, just yeah. on CDs that they can play in their cars. You should take that from there. Well, he was on the bus, and the bus driver put in a CD. <laughs> it was you guys. <laughs> it sounds like you're not going to lose something. Wow, we like we sold three copies. <laughs> Who knew? And one of them was the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, no, that's really cool. Like, now, do you share... These videos, do you tell your class? Oh, yeah. My kids at school use them a lot. Okay. And I get a lot of feedback from that. But because they're there, you search you know, certain topics in physics on YouTube, and they're yeah. going to pop up. Because some of the videos have had 150,000 views. So they, they come up pretty high in, yeah. the, in on the list. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually been pretty rewarding because I get emails all the time yeah. from people all over the world saying, you know, thank you for doing this, and we really appreciate that. Why did you get that number? Could you reply? And I used to reply, but then it just got, oh, my God, I can't. It's way too much? Oh, yeah. It's way so too re- much. A lot of fan mail. Yeah, and it's nice. <laughs> nice, eh? <laughs> People are nice. Yeah, you know, it's nice to have someone email and say, thank you very much for putting this video nice. up. It really helps. That's really, really cool. So, yeah. Now, you've repaired guitars before? Was, is this, was this like a hobby or a summer job? Yeah, I started when I was 15 working at a store called The 12th Fret which is in Toronto. It's a guitar store. Okay. And I was working Saturdays, and then I eventually worked for them for about three years full-time. Are they still around? Or? Yeah, yeah, they're still, okay. Whereabouts still are they? on Woodbine. Okay. Yeah. Woodbine uh, and Danforth. Danforth and Woodbine. Yeah. Danforth. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And you've obviously worked on, like, famous people's It was great, yeah. Guitars. They, they have, like, very famous people come into the yeah. store, and we're bringing in their guitars. Like, who's, who's guitar? Like, who's, who have you seen walk in the store? Oh, the most amazing one was uh, the guys from Rush. Okay. I, I, here I am, 15 years old. Rush is huge. Everybody in my school loves Rush. I go to work on a Saturday, and there's all these guitar cases, and they all say Rush on them. Like, what, what's going on? And they're like, oh, this is all the guitars from Rush. We're going to spend the next month or two fixing them, and we need your help. We'd like you to do this. Set. I'm like, oh, my God. And then we, we fix them. And then Alex came in. And this is before we could, like, take photos. Yeah, I have no pictures of it. I, I played all the guitars. I have not a single picture. So Alex came in to try out a few of them. So I got to talk to him privately. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And then at the end, when they took the guitars, the, the owner said to me, oh, um, there's one guitar that they want to take. It's well, not an important guitar, but they need it delivered to the gig. Do you want to go with me? We're going to get backstage. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm 15 years old. <laughs> I get backstage to Rush. That was so cool. That is really amazing. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing moment. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've been and, lucky. and Neil, what have you done? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> <to> <laughs> compared to that. Well, actually, the Toy Mountain thing. Which is now the Toy Drive. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, so why, why which you're a big part of, so I mean, that's, you know, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's, let's, uh, we're going to get to Toy Drive. That's, that's fine. Sure. Um, but, you know, as, as a kid, you know, having, you know, a, a brush with, uh, you know, like rock stars, like legit yeah. rock stars. Um, you know, I, it, it's hilarious. My, my wife works with this organization called Park People. 
and um, you know one of her former co-workers uh, her name is Anna Hill and you know her and Anna I think they were having lunch or you know for the you know organization to let everybody know who you know who are you what do you do and you know Anna's talking to Minaz and uh, so you know what do you do oh great you're married oh what does your husband do and so Minaz asks Anna so what does your husband do oh he's, he's in this band I don't know I don't know if you know them. You know which band? Oh, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies. I know the Bare Naked. Wow. So, so that. So yeah. So, you know, having that brush with, like, you must still f- remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great. I got my tour book autographed, and I have it framed at home. And it's like, wow, that that was a pretty cool moment. And when you're 15, you know, you idolize these people. Yeah. And then you actually are standing right there talking to them. For everybody, that's that would be a big moment. That's know? really, really neat, really, really cool. And and now you know, as we talked about before, uh, you guys play in a bigger band, um, probably more than just once a year. But um, does this band even have Neil Young? Neil Young. <laughs> wow, he doesn't <laughs> sing any of my songs, so I'm not singing any of his. That's the way it is. That's why I, I don't come to your show because I'm singing Neil Young. I ride I'm just a Harley Davidson. <laughs> um, but Uncle Neil and Friends. Yes, is, on is, the Harvest Moon. Yeah. but So tell us about this this toy drive. Okay, so we wrote a song called go. Cinnamon Girl. And we're taking <laughs> <laughs> um, Started it 12 years ago. Uh, just a couple of friends and I decided, you know, we'd all done charities for yeah. uh, Canadian Institutional, uh, National Institute of the Blind and, okay. and whatnot, and uh, charities for cancer and whatnot. But, you know, we kept... Every time we'd raise money, we never knew where the money was going. So I said, let's just see if we can get some toys. You know, get okay. some toys for some kids who need them. And that first year, in just under just under two weeks, we've raised 350 toys. Yeah. Friends told friends, and they came out in droves. Yeah. Um, last year, and Mark's just and as we, much. Did you, where was this show at? That was at the former Peel Pub, which was on O'Connor Drive. It turned in rock and roll heaven there for a while. Okay. Um, and now we're at the Birchmount, and last year we raised 32988 in one year. So wow. we've come a long way, yeah. and it's literally the snowball effect. Yeah. One or the Colgate. You tell two friends, and they tell two friends. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> pardon me. The thing is, over the years, uh, we have, how do I say it? We've got so many people that have been involved with the perfect hearts. And mm. whether they're still with the show or not, they've all left a footprint on the heart of the show. Yeah. And... I've come across a couple of people that this drummer may not have worked out or maybe that volunteer didn't work out and everything, but we've learned from mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I'm talking about Mark here again. I can use him as an example. When he became involved in the show, he kind of took over the music. And that was one thing I didn't have to concentrate on because mm-hmm. um, basically, for most part, 11 months of the year, my wife and I are doing this ourselves. Yeah. And in the final few months, we get a couple of other volunteers helping out. But the day of the show, we have 78 volunteers. Yeah. We have anywhere from 10 to 20 musicians. Yeah. And we have 121 sponsors. Yeah. But if I could say to Mark, you concentrate on booking the bands, booking the musicians, working the songs, or what songs we're going to do, that's taken off my plate. And then I yeah. got someone else taking care of 44 drop boxes we got all over the city. So it's worked out that... I get my name on the banner, and yeah. I get a lot of the credit, but it's really it's an amalgamation of so many people. Mm-hmm. And we've raised 166000 now, which is three Sky Domes worth of, of, yeah. of toys for kids. And it's, it's not me. I mean, I, I could be up there with the worst musicians in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I look on it, I see family. And it really mm-hmm. is. I look out on the crowd, and Karim, I've done like 3,600 shows. And I've looked out, and you see 
empty bars or I've looked out and I've seen people playing pool or pinball or watching a game on TV. They don't care about the music. I've seen that. But at the toy drive show, you look out over a mountain of toys right in front of the stage, this great big hill. And you look out and you see everybody's face in the stage and everybody's there for the right reason. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's literally, I've gone on stage one time, I did it with a strep throat. Gone on stage with strep throat. Are they a good band? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sick as a dog and yeah. didn't think I was going to be able to perform. And I looked out and the feeling off this crowd mm-hmm. boosts me up. Yeah. And then I take that energy and I give it back. Yeah. And back and forth. And I look around on stage and you know, I see smiling beside me and everything. It's it's a huge family now. And man, oh man, I, I just, I'm lost without the people in my lives. And that's my toy drive family. is my awesome. surrogate family. Now, where can people go to find out more information, the dates and all that sort of stuff? Uh, on our website, uncleneelandfriends.com. Yeah. Uh, the date is December 11th. It's always the second Sunday in December. Yeah. Uh, the show is between 2 to 4. Yeah. Get there early because there won't be any seats. Yeah. We have, for the kids, we have a place where they can play video games on the Wii. Excuse oh, me. Oh, cool. Uh, face painting. Yeah. Uh, cookie decorating. They have arts and crafts, a place where they can write letters to Santa. Yeah. Santa shows up. Okay. We have superheroes and cosplayers that show up. Um, I think last year we had 19 cosplayers. Wow. From Batman to Spider-Man to yeah. Wonder Woman. Our Wonder Woman, by the way, is phenomenal. Um, no, no, no. I, she's beautiful as well, but she's got a seven of sponsors that we have just by going out and knocking on doors oh, for amazing. us. Um, yeah, so we've got live music and we got an infinity photo booth where people come and everybody gets their picture taken and gets to leave with their pictures. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't cost anything. Oh, that's so cool. We have 50-50 draws. We have yeah. huge prizes. Oh, my God. I think uh, one of the baskets last year was $800 prize basket and wow. vouchers and everything. And there were like five baskets. That's amazing. I think the other two were $600 worth baskets. Awesome. So Uncle Neil and Friends.com. Friends. Second Sunday in December, 2 to 4, at the Birchmount. Yes, sir. On Birchmount. And you have and won the 50-50 draw I've one year. I won the 50-50 once. <laughs> well, yeah. after today, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. I might I might not be allowed in <laughs> anymore. I've, well, I'm, I'm telling Mark, if you can, you know, you're in charge of the music. I would love there to be a Neil Young. <laughs> a Neil Young song, and and because I know that you, you got to convince him to sing it. That's that the thing. It does, it's for the children. It's for a good cause. Yeah, like when you think of it that Stop way. Stop being selfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know they call him Uncle Neil too, eh? They call him Uncle Neil. No, 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 Mark, Uncle Neil Young. Do they? I didn't realize because okay. I, I, I posted some videos of Mark and I playing on YouTube. Yeah. And I went to do and he typed the tag in two left feet, Mark yeah. Carwan and everything. Like that. And I went to type in Uncle Neil. Like Uncle Neil Young. And I was like. That's no, 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 and then it was like he's been called Uncle Neil Young for years. I'm like, oh, come on, man! <laughs> I've been called Uncle Neil since I was 15. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you, I, I want if people want to, they can go back to episode eight where um, you made your first appearance on this esteemed show. Who um, was this honored, my friend? It was. And you, played, you played a Simon and Garfunkel song, I think. Yeah, we did "Bridge Over Troubled Water." Yeah. I, I think I did the harmonies very well. Yes, you, no, you sung lead, actually. I, yeah. <laughs> um, but you shared a couple of stories, uh, which I'd love for you to tell again. So one, we'll, well, let's start with with this one. Uh, you've met Rick Emmett. Oh, my God. What a hero worship. I've been a Rick Emmett fan since before I played guitar. Back when I was a young man, I, yeah. I grew up on Triumph Records and whatnot. And I went to see him my first time years and years and years ago. And I fell in love with his music. If, you, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen Rick Emmett play, the guitar is an extension of his arm. Yeah. It's so effortless, it's, it, it makes you sick. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's no way that someone's that natural-born talented. 
Um, so I went to see him at a show, and I went, oh, my God, I want to meet Rick Emmett. As he went through the crowd, I went, hey, Rick Emmett. And he you know, turned his head down, and he turned away from me. So I thought, well, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> well, I thought, okay, chalk up the experience. Maybe he's had a rough day or whatever. Yeah. Went to see him at another time in Oshawa, and he did an acoustic show. Oh, wow. And uh, was blown away. I waited by the, the stage door to see him as he came out. Big geeking fan, you know. It's like like Mark and Mr. Berliner, right? <laughs> and he came by me again. I said, hey, Rick Evan, how you doing? I went to put my hand up to high five, and he said, yep. And he walked right by me again. <laughs> so at that moment, I think to myself, you know what? This guy's a jerk. And I've, I've met quite a few musicians over the years, haven't been in the bands I'm in. And some of the musicians uh, are good, some of them are nice, some of them are jerks. I thought, not my Rick Emmett. No, I've, I've loved this guy for so long, right? Um, a friend of mine uh, worked at a music store where they were doing a clinic on him. And he was just going to come up and do his acoustic solo thing yeah. and talk about the guitar that he was uh, promoting at the time. So he said, you want to come? And I was, I was literally like, you know, whatever, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> so we went, he came, he was too sick to perform. He came, said, can't do it and left. So they came and said, come back next week. Came yeah. back next week. My buddy, since he worked at a store, got me in and we were standing in the back and he came in through the back door. And I looked at him like, wow, he's not as tall as I thought he was. And that was the first thought I thought. He walked over to me yeah. and he walked up and says, what do you play? Because I had my toy drive shirt on my thing and I had a guitar on it. I said, guitar? I said, you're just so awesome. He said, I don't want to talk about me. Tell me what you play. I said, guitars. No, what kind of guitars you play? And he's talking to me like I'm the rock star. And he took so long. We started talking about different bars he's played at and tributes he's done. And we were playing a lot of the same bars. Yeah. So I started talking about my, my double neck acoustic. And he said, yeah. I've seen your poster. You were at Smile and Jack's. You were at the It Bar no on Dundas. Way. He said, I've seen you and everything. I was like, this is just blowing my mind. So they came up to him and said, Mr. Emmett, uh, five minutes. He said, 10, I'm talking to my friend. So I thought he was goofing <laughs> around, but it totally, I mean, I just melted, right? This is my hero talking. Yeah. And, um, at the, end, at the end of the clinic, he took time to come over to me and shake my hand and everything, yeah. take some pictures and everything like that. But I realized, he explained during the clinic, the reason he doesn't blow people off, but he doesn't shake hands or he doesn't stop and greet, is because first of all, his hands are his fortune. Yeah, yeah. And people are coming up squeezing his hand. And I remember you were telling me about Bachman, yeah. Randy Bachman. Someone came up and broke his hand, squeezed yeah. his hand and broke his hand. So guess what I did when I met him? Punch him in the nose? No, I went to shake his hand. <laughs> I felt so stupid. But like he 10 says, minutes before, he said he doesn't shake hands. He says, because uh, he sings, and he sings in a high register, he says he's got enough voice for that night now at his yeah. age, and then he says, let's show another something next night and the next night. So he says, and the problem is, you get out, the music's playing on the stereo, and people are shouting, and he's like, blow my voice out. He yeah. says, so it, p- people can understand, they go to my website, I'm not a jerk. Yeah. But if they don't go there, I can be misinterpreted. I said, yeah. I'm going to go spread the word. I'm going to tell everybody, you're like a rock god, man. <laughs> Put faith back in, in in the little man, you know, like just your hero growing up. That's awesome. Yeah. And you, you also met, oh, man, for the life of my camera. Jeff Healy? Jeff Healy. I knew you were going to bring that. You have a great that. Jeff Healy story. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, now, wh- he's, uh, man, his guitar playing <laughs> was was phenomenal. Astronomically, yeah. And, his, and just the singing was great. And if people don't know... You need to go check him out on YouTube. Uh, blind. Welcome back from Mars, if you haven't heard of Jeff Healy. All right. Yeah. Oh, while my guitar gently weeps. Is that was that. amazing. That's the best solo. That's your favorite solo yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah sure. that, that, was, that was great. Who has the, the stones to, to take on a, a Beatles song where Eric Clapton's the guitar player and then kill it? Yeah. yeah. When the first time I ever heard someone, someone played me uh, 
see the light or confidence man i can't remember which one it is and they played me the song i said oh my god this guy's good who is this i'm not going to tell you so i said why not so just listen to the song so at the end of the song i said man that guy's phenomenal who is that and they said his name is jeff healy so he's good they said and he's blind and i was like what if they had told me at the time this is a blind guitar player i wouldn't have taken it as serious oh he's good for a blind guy so my wife and i went to um to jeff healy's yeah. To catch him. And actually, that was the first night of Rick Emmett, too, was he was doing a thing oh, at their okay, night. Okay. But uh, Jeff Healy was walking through the crowd with his, his beautiful wife named Christy. And I saw him, and I wanted to jump out and say, oh, my God, Jeff Healy, Jeff Healy. Well, you can't really do that to no. a blind guy, you know. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> they get you they, get a clothesline. <laughs> but uh, his wife saw me just staring at him. She said, do you want to come meet him? I said, absolutely. So she brought me over to him, and he was just like, you know, uh, it's nice to meet you. You had a really nice drawl. Talk to me. He said, tell me, does my wife look hot tonight? And I was like, um, what, what do you say? He goes, no, come on. Look up first. I know. You know he was just <laughs> one of those guys that has such a great sense of humor. And I met him that night. And then I met him, oh, a year or two later. And actually got to stand around and talk to him backstage for a bit. Yeah. And Lenny, I think Lenny Kravitz was in town that night. And couldn't stay for the show. But I just... Watching him talk, everybody he talked to was it was their moment. Nobody else was important. Yeah. You know, it was their moment. He was you had the center of his attention. And I remember thinking to myself, this is a guy who's doing something that nobody else in the world is doing. Yeah. When he's gone, there'll never be another one like him. Yeah. Yet he's treating everybody as if they're much more important than anything else he's got in his life at the moment. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that kept me humble of no matter how many of the 3,600 gigs I've done, if someone like a Mark Carwana comes up to me to show, you get my center of attention, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've carried some of those things that these people have had over the years on a musical life and into our toy drive. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Guys, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Really appreciate it. December 11th. December 11th. 2 to 4 at the Birchmount. Yep. Check out UncleNeilAndFriends.com. And bring an unwrapped toy. Awesome. Thank you, Krim. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Let's keep it a secret. What do you say?
constitution Take a bow for the new revolution Smiling green at the change all around I pick up my guitar and play Just like yesterday Yeah, baby.